Habits and Health, episode 86. Welcome to the Habits and Health podcast, where we believe creating healthy habits should be easy. Brought to you by an educator and coach for anyone who wants to create a healthier life. Here's your host, Tony Winyard. Welcome back to Habits and Health. My guest today is Dr. Vic Manzo. He's a certified pediatric chiropractor, certified chiropractic wellness practitioner, and a former Reiki master and trainer. He has a wealth of knowledge and experience with nutrition, holistic health, energy medicine, and Reiki as well. He's the host of a couple of podcasts, The Mindful Experiment and Health by Dr. Vic. And in this episode, we explore about nutrition and holistic health and energy, what is Reiki, and how he's applying this to the, the new business that he has now. And so that's today's discussion with Dr. Vic Manzo. Habits and health, my guest today, Dr. Vic Manzo. How are you doing, Vic? I'm doing absolutely amazing. Tony, thank you for having me on. It's good. Good to see you. And you're in, what, is it Tennessee, was it? Yeah, I'm in Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee. Tennessee is, for me in the UK, is famous for, for I think it's whiskey and obviously music as well. Yeah, it's uh, the bigger city, the big city in, in uh, Tennessee is Nashville. And that's where, but yeah, whiskey. In Knoxville, we have it. There's actually, I drive down the expressway and I always see, they're like the biggest, uh, what does they say? The biggest uh, the inventory of all whiskeys. And I'm like, I don't drink much, but if I do drink, I like scotch. And so I'm like, I just got to go there just to see. There's probably stuff I never even heard of that's there. And I want to just look, but yeah. Um, yeah, good, good. Definitely good music though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's very famous for the music scene. Yeah, that, that's one reason I would love to get to Tennessee at some point, just because I love music. Yeah, I love cool. it. Yeah, especially we. I've only been to Nashville once, and unfortunately, we had our dog with us, so we couldn't really leave too much. But my wife and I were like, "Let's just sneak out. We'll go to a honky tonk. We got to go to one of those. We're in Nashville." Yeah, and it was cool. There were some people. We went to this one place, and there's like four, three, four stories of uh, floors, and each floor had a different singer. So we're like, "All right, listen to a couple songs here." We went down to the next one, listen to a couple songs. We just worked our way down, and I was like. This is, I can see how people want to enjoy that. And I'm past that stage where I, don't, I like to be in bed by nine, 10 o'clock, but it's not like an old man, but it's one of those things where we were like, but this was a cool experience to just yeah, have yeah. that. So it was kind of cool. Okay. Let's move on to, to find out a bit more about you, Vic. So who is Vic Manzo? Ah, uh, I love this question. I've been a pediatric chiropractor for, I've been a chiropractor for 12 years, pediatric chiropractor for half that time. And uh, I'm a type of individual who I like to solve big problems. I don't like something that's easy. I used to get frustrated as a kid because I was like, why is things always got to be hard? Like, why does it have to be hard for me? Why can't I have the easy route? Everyone's getting, I see people with easy routes and I'm getting these hard things. Even in chiropractic school, I remember I was in the hardest class was our first trimester and it was anatomy and physiology. And the teacher's like, this is, he's the dean of academics and he's, this is the hardest class you're going to take in this whole curriculum. And it was very intense. So he challenged me and I was getting an A. And the rule was we had some classes that if you showed up 90% of the time in attendance and you had a 90 or higher grade, you didn't have to take the final. What did I do? I let off the gas a little bit at the end and I ended up getting an 89 point, I think it was 89.6. And I had to go take the final. And I was at a 94. I just dropped down because I was like, ah, I got some cushion. And then, but anyway, I got a 98 on the final and I, I got an A in this class. But anywho, one of the things I always looked at from a health perspective, that's what shifted me into pediatrics. But then I've transitioned the last three years slowly as a business coach, a spiritual mindset, business and spiritual mindset coach, because the bad advice entrepreneurs gets 
It's just, it, and I know it because I was the type of guy who listened to it all. I'm 80 to 120 books a year, listen to podcasts, don't listen to music, listen to videos, listen to things that are always download information. Information, knowledge is power. You got to grind and hustle, put in your time, put in the sweat equity. Eventually you're going to get there. Just keep grinding away three feet from gold. I can go on and on with all these. And I listened to that for the first half of my career. I hit my financial peak, but I was burned out every four to six months. And I was very passionate about what I was doing. And um, so anywho, I looked at business and I was like, this is the this is not great advice. This is why 60% based on Forbes leadership is exhausted. They're in burnout. And I was like, what if I can create a system that is polar opposite to what's being told? And yet they can get the same results, even probably even better results and possibly even faster. And so I did it for myself. And then when it happened for me, that's when I was like, I need to help entrepreneurs with this and help individuals with this. And January 2022 is when I first started doing this full time, right? I let go of my practice. I'm from Chicago originally, and I moved to Knoxville in December, and I've been doing that since. And I'm on a, I'm on a mission to decondition and unprogram and help individuals really see, understand the greatness of what they really are and how they can achieve what they desire so much easier. So you mentioned about being the, uh, you were a pediatric chiropractor and so on. And I know you were a chiropractic wellness practitioner and former Reiki, Reiki master. So do you still do any of that or was or that all just in the past? Chiropractic, yeah, I, right now I've taken a hiatus with it, but I am looking at, I'm going to be eventually getting back into it more part-time than anything because I just miss it so much. I do a lot of, I'm doing health coaching also that where I help individuals with a lot of my background in nutrition and a lot of my background in, I've been doing nutrition for 22 years, self-taught at 16 years old. And then of course got into chiropractic school and understood why those things work and the biochemistry behind everything. So it's always been a passion of mine and I've been a biohacker for 13 years. So it's been one of those things things where I was like, what am I going to do with all this information? Why not help individuals that I've helped in my own office be able to do that through a coaching practice to help them in that process? And so you mentioned about how you turn things around, see if it could work for you, and then you would help other people. So what was it you started to do that was different from the traditional approach or the, the approach that many people take? A lot of times we think we have to do and look outside ourselves. And that's in any facet of life. In health, we think that, oh, I have this going on, so I need to do this thing, one thing, to get that result, right? And the medical world has done that very well to condition our minds to go into a treatment-based model. So it's this for that to get to this. If I have an X problem, I need to do Y to get to Z. And what I've done and what I've through chiropractic alone, it's one of those things where we don't treat anything. We don't do anything. We don't treat any illness, condition, symptom, or disease. We don't do anything along those lines. So there's not, oh, you come in for neck pain, we're going to do this. Or you come in for back pain or digestion or XYZ, we're going to do this. Even for my nutrition stuff that I do, it's not, um, you come in with, let's say, hormone imbalance. I'm not going to go and address the, I'm not going to look at the hormones, but we need to work on that. I'm going to work on your totality of the body. Same thing in my coaching programs that I do. It's somebody wants to make double their profits. Okay, great. We're not going to focus on just making money. We're going to focus on the holistic approach of the help that process. And so when we start to understand that we got to get out of this doing and start getting into the being side of who we are, this becomes a big game changer. And when that being side starts to happen, that means that I don't really, I have to focus on myself and really look at What's this inner world inside me? So let me explain a couple of things on how this works. If you have an overwhelmed mind, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a very chaotic life. If you have a very calm mind, 
you'll have a calm or you'll have a more organized life. That's just one principle. The inner world creates the outer world. When it comes to health, if you are very stressed all the time, constantly overwhelmed, constantly worrying, paying attention to the fears, that is going to drain energies in the system of the body, which is then going to something will show up down the road. But if we can learn how to reset the nervous system and, and, the, and we learn how to get back to being centering ourselves in ways, then we can start to have answers to ourselves and understand, okay, what do I need? What can something that I need at this moment to help in this situation? It's a different way of looking at things because we're going from here, which is the, when we start doing things, we're in our mind. When we start to ask those questions and be like, what's going to show up and what I'm going to allow to show up. Now you're attracting things towards you. And the only way you can do that is based on your inner world. There's a saying that goes, if you can't hear the beautiful wisdom that comes to you when you have a noisy mind and you have to really learn how to silent the mind to get answers. And then I can go way more in depth with that, but I'll leave it at that point for now. I'm curious. So you said about how you started working on yourself and then you found that it worked for you. And so you, then you took it out to other people. What were the results that you were getting initially then? So health-wise, my, my health journey was not easy. I, I've always had bad news be thrown at me ever since I was born. I was born with bilateral club foot, which means when you look down at your feet and you see the top of them, um, my feet were turned inward and going up where I almost saw the bottom of them. Thankfully, one of them they could correct on their own. The other one I had to put a cast on. From that, I had antibiotics, I had all these other things. So I had a whole plethora of things going on. I was always told I can't play sports if in high school and I have to have a hip replacement at 30. So this what intrigued me to start testing things on myself to see what can I, when it comes to that. So can I lose five, 6% body fat in a month? That was one thing I tested and I was able to lose 5.5% body fat. I did it by working out less than 12 minutes a day, four times a week. Sounds crazy, but you're able to do that. There's different things that I've tested out, looked at research, and then I apply it and say, okay, this is what works for me. I've done keto for the longest time because fats are very good for the body. Some people argue that it isn't. And I'll say, listen, I don't get into arguments about diets anymore because here's what I've learned about myself. Actually, if I have a high fat diet, that is not healthy for me. It actually, the way my genetics, my genetics work and how my genes work when it comes to my metabolic side of things, I absorb 48% of fat more than normal. And so that's not good because that means I'm not breaking down. It takes a longer time for my body to break down fats, which would cause a lot of things. So once you're you know, looking at that, that, that's what I've taken to that approach. When it came to, and I can go, I have many health stories, but I'll go into the business side really quick. When it came to business, 2016, I hit my financial peak. And at a point I said, you know what? I'm tired of neat. I hit this point, but I'm exhausted. I'm burned out. What if I stop learning everything right now? What if I let life guide me? What if I just take what I've learned? I've done, and I was an energy medicine practitioner. I've done Reiki. I've studied spiritual, I studied universal laws. I got to study spiritual truth, spiritual, all these things. I said, what if I just take what I know, trust myself and let life guide me rather than me trying to control everything, which most of us do. And what happened was, is I took a 40% hit in my business, but then I just said, I'm going to trust, I'm going to focus on the law of vibration, which is everything. If you, whatever you're vibrating at, that's what you're going to attract into your life. That's the law of attraction that follows. And then the law of manifestation is what in your physical world. And I said, if everything's vibration and Nikola Tesla said this back in 1900, why don't I just focus on that? And I'm not going to do anything else. Took a 40% in my business, started to focus on pediatrics. I wanted to have a 50% pediatric volume in my office. And we were at 5% January, 2017. By July, 2017, we were at 48%. I did absolutely nothing different in my office. 
I had one workshop. I'll be 100% transparent. I had one workshop. 22 people showed up. I had two parents who signed up their kids to start care with me. So that didn't really help me get to a a 48% growth there. But again, it's just the element of that vibration and holding that. And now that's when I got to that point. Then all of a sudden, I took the reins off my business. I let it go. I told my coach and my wife at the time, my wife worked with me in the office, and I said, I'm not going to focus on numbers. You just let me know when it's in a danger zone. And here's where a danger zone roughly would be at. Just let me know if that ever happens. And it only happened once. It was in the first month of COVID when we first had our lockdowns in Chicago. And it was one of those things where we dropped 40%. And my wife's like, what are we going to do? Again, I didn't have to think because I came from a place of growth. I came from a place of abundance. And I was like, everything's going to work out. I go, let's look at, we literally did, I'll be transparent. We literally did a Facebook ad. We've never done Facebook ads. And we gave discounts to our care or initial to get for an exam, new patient exam. We never gave discounts ever in my office. And it was one of those things where I'm like, let's just do this. I feel like this is what we're called to. And all of a sudden, here's somebody I know in a group who I trusted. And he, all of a sudden, he's sharing someone who does Facebook ads. He's sharing how to learn them. So I didn't want to hire an agency because they're way too expensive. I was like, I want to, if I do it, I want to learn. I can do it on my own. I have the time. And it just showed up, made the payment. All of a sudden, we, in two months, we were breaking our records again. It wasn't like the Facebook ads did really well. They did for the first two months to get us back to where we were. The thing was, after two months of a lockdown, our old patients who left were coming back. And that's what kind of took us to help break records. So that's some of the ways that we've utilized these things and from a business side. And then, like I said, from health, I have many different examples. And so when did you start helping others with this then? I mean, with the business side of things. The business 2018 falls when I started to open up to this. I started my podcast. I started, I wrote a book called Rediscover Your Greatness. And from there, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm thinking about getting into this. And again, when I talk about vibration and just being in alignment, these are things, kind of the terms I use. All of a sudden, I'm having a conversation with a patient. She's been in my office for seven months and I talked to her about, She's like talking about coaching and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I do. I talk about this with some of my clients. I just started opening up my coaching stuff. And she's like, oh my God, you're a coach. And I was like, I didn't even know you. She's like, I didn't even know you coach. I said, well, I try to keep that separate from the office because there's a financial interest in that. So I, I'm your chiropractor. That's why I want to keep my message with you. And she's like, please let me know more about it. I'd love to learn more because she was a coach who coached others. And so long story short, perfect alignment. Then all of a sudden that opened up the door to group coaching. And then by the end of winter, it was, it was a full sleigh of just 30, 40, 50 entrepreneurs I'm working with coaching and all that. And it was just, and it continued on from there. And it's been a, it was a great journey until COVID hit and I had to take a step back, but I started in 2018. Have things changed since then? Oh, amazing. Because I'm now in full transition with that at the moment. I just started doing health coaching a couple months ago as I was sharing because, and I don't even like to call it health coaching because that's when you hear health coaching, so many people think that there's so many people who have that title. Um, I just call myself a metabolic specialist because that's really what I focus on. But the coaching side has been great. I've been able to put full-time energy into it now. And so in January, and that's been doing really well. And then there's some soul seeking I was doing in the beginning of the summer, like going, there's other things I have I can share. What really gets me excited? What gets me passionate. What gets me fired up? And I've always loved helping people in health. That's why I became a chiropractor. Then I'm like, I don't plan on going back and opening up an office anytime soon. I will down the road. I have a plan, but I probably won't be in the office. But but it was one of those things where I looked at and I'm like, well, what can I 
do? And I'm like, you know what? Health coaching. Why well, am I get into that? I know I can help people. I know that there's, I'm not going to take on too many clients because I, my, my, my focus is the business side or just helping with individuals. Cause I don't just coach entrepreneurs. I also coach individuals too, if they want to get this kind of coaching, which is a whole different creating your own life. But, but yeah, but things have been absolutely amazing. And so the clients that you're working with, what do you think is it that initially draws them to you? They either have a pain or a challenge that they can't, they haven't been able to break through, or they want to have a dream life that they want to achieve and they want to get there faster. Maybe they've been working at it for a year or two years and they haven't seen as much growth. Usually it's something along those lines. I do have some people who've had failures after failure and after multiple years of failures, they're like, something has to change. I need to do something different. I hired the coaching. I hired business coaches. I've hired these people. And they're just telling me, because the problem is when you hire some people sometimes, and I'm not saying any, everyone's like this, but a lot of, I've had this happen to me, where it's a lot of cookie cutter process. Here's what you do. Here's the system. Just follow the system. It's going to work for you. It may take some time. But whatever that may be, just keep doing the work and you're going to get there. I've had business. I wasn't part of a, I spent a lot of money in a coaching group that did, that's how it was. And that's, that to me, that was so like not right in a way because we're so unique as humans. If I have a limiting belief, let's say about money and I'm spending all this money for a business coach. If they don't address that limiting belief, I don't care what system you have in the long run, even if it makes me, let's say it makes me a million dollars and I become a seven figure person. My, let's say, but that limiting belief is going to hold me at a ceiling no matter what. There'll be expenses. There'll be things that will show up out of nowhere that will hold me at that position until you address that limiting belief. And that's what helped me in business. In two years, I 5.5x my profits, tripled my business, and I didn't do anything. It was literally realizing that I had limiting beliefs with money. And I started to look into them. And then I just started to utilize different tools and habits and tricks to be able to recondition and rewire my mind to create a whole new set and reprogram that into my brain so that I can have that experience anymore. And because once you release eliminate, once you release the limiting belief, your vibration goes up and everything's vibration. And that is a whole different game changer for myself and, and for others that I've helped. So if you're working with the clients you're working with now, would you, for example, use Reiki with any of them in any way to help them where they need to go? No, but what I do is there's things I can help them with mindful techniques like breath work. There can be things I can say, hey, you know what? This chakra or this area is maybe a little on the lower side. Why don't we stimulate that? We can use color. There's so many things we can do. There is colors, there's vibrational tones for geo frequencies, grounding, there's stones. There's so many things that we can use to aid in that process. I don't do that initially with coaching. Each client's different. So, you know, there's some clients I work with who I can just go straight into business principles with. There are some clients I have to go through the basics of understanding the universal laws and so forth. There are some clients who are open to these kind of things where I'm like, hey, you know what? I can go a little deeper for you. Let's talk about these things and let me share some of those kind of concepts to help. And it's really customized to where the person is and what they're open to at that moment. Because if I come straight out with someone and say, oh, Doc, I feel like I just can't, I'm sharing things to the world and it's just not being heard. When you're not sharing, your heart chakra is blocked. We got to open that up and then we got to open the throat because that's that channels through. If they look at me, they're like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Like, why did I sign up with him? This is a little too out there for me. So I gauge where they are and how, what I can share at that moment. So I know you've got a podcast now and, you, and before you were doing a different podcast. So when did you first start thinking about a podcast? What was it initially about? 2012 was my first podcast. 
It was called Wellness Smart Radio, and all it was talking about health tips every week. I did about 100 episodes, and uh, and then I was I was like, this is great, but I want to shift focus into my more my my practice. It was in, in that for so I kind of let that go. And then in 2018 it started the Mindful Experiment, and that's continually going uh, as we speak. And just recently, three weeks ago, I started Health by Dr. Vic. It's an offshoot from the Wellness Smart Radio. It's short, 15, 20 minute segments max, little tips on health, and just being able to help individuals hear about things. Again, I get very, again, it's hearing things over and over. And I hear, for example, like diets. I love doing this on Facebook because I have a lot of chiropractors on my page and so forth. So it's like, I'll throw it out there. Hey, what's the best diet? And you see all these people, all various diets. And then they argue about whose diet's better. And they argue about the studies and they argue about this. And it's, guys, it's, it's not that hard. You just need to figure out what works for you, right? And when we can do that, then all of a sudden, it doesn't matter. You pick what works, you know, what diet, if it is a diet, I'm not a fan of them, but, or what nutritional lifestyle, or that's what I like to say, that is going to help you create the environment to be healthy, to thrive. Your business has changed quite a bit over the last five, 10 years. So how do you see things moving in the next five, 10 years? Yeah, I love this question. I'm going to be continuing doing my coaching stuff. That's something, one of my visions is to create an online consciousness school. So I'm in the process of developing that as we speak. I have a couple courses right now. I'm looking to add more courses at the end of this month and next month. And I want to have a place where people can come to. And what we do is we decondition the mind and return the power back to them. Know how to lead your life rather than be controlled and distracted in so many ways. Because there's so many distractions in life now more than ever before. And this is a time where we need to figure out how can we be more centered? Even when it comes to health, there's so much misinformation and you hear that now the word, oh, I have a study or a research. Now that like that term is not even like uh, valid anymore. Before it was, now it's, oh yeah, but any study can come out and, and argue something. And so that's one area I have. There's a health side too. Like I said, I'm not, I, I plan on opening up offices again as a chiropractor, but I want to do it in a way where chiropractic is really shown for what its truth is and uh, have a certain brand to that and a certain culture to that and a certain experience with that. And they'll have nutrition stuff and all the health things that I know and what I enjoy so much in those offices to help individuals when they want to be, when they want to really live a holistic and healthy life, this is the place you go to. And this is what's going to help. Not only it's not treating anything, it's nothing along that nature. It's just how do we look at the environment that you're in, that you created? And what are the things that we can do to modify that to allow you to create thrive in that environment? And when we can do that, then all of a sudden the person's healthier, they're more vibrant, and they're showing up as the greatest version that they can be. A couple of minutes ago, you said chiropractic as what its truth is. And what did you mean by that? Not to get too much in the details, but chiropractic has lost its way a little bit. Most people in the States think that chiropractic is for neck pain, back pain, and headaches. And it's not designed for that. It's not, we don't treat anything. And so it's teaching people to understand that we're more brain doctors than anything else. And having people understand that the neurology, when we work, when you work with a chiropractor, we're trying to rewire the brain to be at higher functioning states so that it can get better communication to it. So it can also get better communication to the body. And when it can do that, it's like any, think about anything in your life. If you have miscommunication anywhere, there's going to be problems. It's just going to be. It's, I always say in anything in life, everything's a miscommunication. Because if you really look at every root of any problem, relationships, your health, whatever that may be, there's always a miscommunication showing up. And it's how the body works. And that's how your nervous system works. And so if you have a miscommunication, things aren't going to work as well. 
things are not going to get properly addressed. Things are not going to respond in the proper time. And yeah, one time, eh, it's not a problem. But the problem is the nervous system is stuck in that position. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to have that often and often until you address it. And so it's, and again, we're not treating anything. You know, I work with between ADHD and autism, between digestive issues and colic, and it could be alkalitis. I can name so many conditions. I don't treat anything. And I have parents, this is why I was working in my office. Somebody will come in and be like, so you're going to tell me you're going to make an adjustment and you're not going to help me. That doesn't, that's not going to help me. I said, I never said it wasn't going to help you. I said, the thing is, I'm not treating that. There's no adjustment to treat that. So what I'm going to do is adjust you, help return the totality of the body back to where increase the function of that. And when that happens, there's going to come a point that whatever that symptomatology that you're experiencing, it can no longer exist. It's the same thing like the law of vibration. You raise the vibration of, of life. Eventually, these lower emotions and all these other things you have there, it can't exist anymore. Why? Because you raised your vibration. And so that's the concept of what I share when it comes to chiropractic. And it's 1900 chiropractic because that's what the original founder was talked about it in that way. So the clients you're working with, is it a question of you have to really gauge them to think, are they going to get this? Or maybe I'm going to tone this down and not explain everything. Or do most of them get it when you're talking about that kind of stuff? Yes and no. It varies. And then there's, you could tell I have certain depth to myself. So there's sometimes I can talk about consciousness and vibration and talk about the what I'm really doing from as a chiropractor standpoint with tone. That's probably less than 10% when I can talk to patients. Sometimes I just keep it as simple as a miscommunication. People can get that because I'll talk about it in a relationship standpoint because yeah. you, we've all have relationships. We're all in relationships and you have a miscommunication in that relationship. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> so it's one of those things when I can bring it and relate it to them, they get it. But sometimes they let their mind override because they're trying to figure out maybe the technology I used or maybe it's this or that. And I always tell them, don't, you don't need to know that stuff. Just pay attention. Like I'm trying to share with you the simple stuff so that way you can like at least grasp a little bit of this, right. but the rest of it. That's not for you to know because you're trying to master something that you don't need to know. That's like wasted information for you. So some people get it. Some people don't to a full degree. I've had some patients go, I don't know what the heck you're doing to me, but I feel absolutely amazing. They were with me for five, six, seven, eight years because they knew that when they came in, they felt better and they or they felt great in the journey. And they're like, I don't want to lose this. And he's like, I don't want to be like other people. Like I've heard you say, like that you feel good. Then all of a sudden it's like you stop doing the things that got you there. Just if you got in the greatest shape of your life, why would you stop doing the things that got you in the greatest shape of your life? Unfortunately, a lot of people do that. So of the things that you do, what would you say brings you the most joy? The most joy is literally just my mission in life is to just raise the consciousness of individuals to have them rediscover their greatness. Anything I do that relates to that brings me the greatest joy. To be able to help somebody to shift the life, like looking at, as a chiropractor, looking at a mom who came in, or let's say a new parents, they bring their one month old in, and you can see the dark circles under their eye. They're not getting sleep. The baby is crying six, eight hours into the night. They don't know how to soothe the baby. They're stressed out. And within three, four, five weeks, you can start to see the dark circles go away. You see the baby smiling more as a family. To me, that brought so much joy. Or I have a client who's, hey, I can't afford you, but... I need to do something different and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And they go all in with me. And then all of a sudden, four, six months, eight months down the road, they have a life that they wanted or they're maybe on the journey of it. And they're like, I can see now. I can imagine now. I have my creativity back. I'm not so stressed about money anymore. That means the world because that individual that we're working with and we're changing that vibration where they are, their focus, their emotions and everything, that's just not in their business. They're going to show up different in their life with their relationships, with their family, their kids, in every fabric of their life. 
And for me, that is the most rewarding thing. So they always say, I always I work with my clients. And I always tell them, what is something that you will do that you will love to do that you would do it absolutely for free just because of what you get from it? And that's one of the ways I get them into what they love to do. And uh, that's my thing. I, I always, if I can help anyone in any shape, way, or form, um, that's the reason why I get excited to wake up in the morning. It's like, it gives me the reasons why I do everything that I do because I'm inspired. I love it. Now, on the subject of habits, and we see this show is called Habits and Health. What Are there any habits that come to mind that have been instrumental in helping you in any way? Yeah, there's a lot. I'll keep it simple. So meditation has been the one thing that is my biggest thing for me. It allows me to calm my mind. It allows me to center myself. It allows me to connect with my greater self or my true self, the part of me that will continue on after this. But it's also my place just to disconnect from the world and just get connected with my the soul of myself. That's just one. I do breath work. I practice been practicing breath work for about eight, nine, ten years now. And that is something that just soothes me and calms me drastically. I and uh, it's just something that allows me to reset my nervous system and go deeper. I usually do that and then I'll do a meditation. But I also do things where I practice. I take time just to just let my mind go, be a kid again. And that's a big message I share a lot in my coaching and a lot that I do on the entrepreneur side because really my goal is that if we can get people to be kids again, then all of a sudden we know how to be the masters of the universe. So I take time to imagine, just use my, visualize, use visualization and just really just tap into that, get lost into it and really just feed what gets me excited. So there's just a few. I always have cold water near me. I just invested in a cold plunge a few months ago. And so I have 40 degree water near me at all times. And I do that every single day, sometimes twice a day. And it's one of the things where that helps from a mental standpoint. It helps me with resiliency, not to overreact to things, stay centered and calm when the things are hitting you the most. And it's something that I use every, this is my repertoire I do every single day to um, keep my mind as sharp and centered as much as I can. And the more you do this, obviously, the more that the brain adapts to this, the more the neural circuitry starts to build up. And all of a sudden you start to harness some of the good stuff that comes from that to allow you to stay centered and so forth. There's a few things that you just talked about that I'd, I'd like to explore, but I'm, I don't think we can have enough time. But I'm going to I'm going to focus on the meditation you were talking about. So <laughs> there's a thousand ways to meditate, and many people feel that they get meditation wrong, which I find quite interesting when they say that. So can you tell us more about your thoughts on meditation? Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, the myth is you don't have to meditate for four to six, eight hours to get the benefits. You want to, the science behind it is 10 minutes a day. You do it for, I don't know if it was four weeks or I think it's eight weeks, roughly around that time. And it'll actually change your brain. So 10 minutes a day. But the thing is, meditation doesn't have to be sitting in a room either. Like a lot of times we think we have to. And really, I wrote this in one of my books and I talk a lot about this is that meditation really just helps you build your focus muscle. There's no real thing as a focus. Somebody asked me, what is a focus muscle? Where's that at? I'm like, there's no focus muscle. I just use it as an analogy because you think the more you work it, the more it gets stronger. That's really what meditation really does. It really helps you able to focus and stay more centered so you get less distracted. And so you can meditate by just going outside and walking. But the difference is you're not distracted in your own thoughts. You're walking around being mindful of what's around, enjoying what's around you. You can do it by for, if you're shaving your face or shaving legs or whatever it may be. And you can just focus on the, the every little strand nice and easy and just oh, that's all you focus on. You're not focusing on what you got to do later, this and that. That's as simple as meditation can be. You can do it in working out. You can be, when you're lifting, let's say you want to lift weights and you just practice, you're feeling the muscles, every fiber firing, and that's all you're focusing on. You're not focusing on the future, the past, nothing. you're just right there in the moment. 
that's a form of meditation. So you don't have to go get something crazy or this or that. There's, there's thousands, like you said, many ways of meditating. But that's the principle of how simple it can be. I like to put on some, sometimes I sometimes go in a room and I'm, it's quiet and I'm meditating in peace. No, I don't want no noise. Sometimes I like to have a little music in the background just to center myself a little more. But it's different and I can go into so many different other ways, but that's my take on meditation. I think that it's been, it doesn't have to be something crazy. It doesn't have to be something really out there. It's just really all it is just you folks. You can do it washing dishes. You can do it while you're cooking. You can do it in so many forms. And some people say that's being present. Yeah, present is being focused and focus is a form of meditation. So you're using meditation to be more hyper-focused in that area. And that's building your focus, your focus muscle. And yeah, something that I noticed a few years ago, I've listened to so many podcasts for at least 10 years and reading God knows how many books. And I think the one thing many of the podcast hosts, book authors, people that I've looked up to and respected, the one thing they all seem to have in common was they all meditated. And it was like, there must be something to this. If all of these people who have got They've got lives they're enjoying. Their different success can mean so many different things, but they've got lives they're enjoying and they all meditate. There must be something to this. There is. I've been through that same journey where I started studying very successful people and they all have meditation as a rep. Like I think it was like 87% or 90% Tim Ferriss. He, he you know, Tim Ferriss in the podcasting world. He was saying everyone that he's interviewed that I think it was like 87 or 90% of the people don't quote me on this. I know it was high. It was a high percentage though. All meditated. Hmm. And I was just like, yep. Yeah. And I, I've been using meditation for over 16 years now, 15 years. And it's one of those things that it's just been a game changer. Where can you go? Let's say you have a problem in life. Okay. You can use meditation to go into a space and get the exact answer that you need, that's specific just for you. Mm-hmm. And you can walk away and take that and it'll solve a problem or it can create an idea or help you, you not create. You're gonna you're gonna attract that idea. There's nothing else out there in the world that can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's just talking about that from a productivity. I can get into the neuroscience of all this stuff too and show you really empower the listeners and so forth. But it's one of those things where it's so simple to do. And I've been teaching you this stuff for since 2000. 10 of 12 now mindfulness and how to the importance of meditation and how to just the simple ways of doing it rather than making it seem like it's so all, all this other stuff that we have to do you talked about just now about your book can you tell us more about that yeah so rediscover your greatness was written in 2018 and it's all about the laws of like life so in the first chapter i talk about who you really are I'm answering that question. Yes, I tackled that and I did it in one chapter, hopefully, as successfully as it was. But then I talk about like the law of focus and I talk about how words define your reality and the fabric of your reality. I get into limiting beliefs. So it's basically like these laws of govern of how life, how play a role on us. And it's really just helping you understand that when you understand these principles, you can return back to that rediscovering that greatness you have within you and really express that to the world. My second book was in 2019. It's called A Walk in the Dark. And it's just really the darkness that we all face in life. You know, how to walk through it. How is darkness our greatest ally? Why is it that we should not be afraid of it, but embrace it? And this is when we let life guide us. This is when we leverage life in the universe because it's always bringing to us what we need. Like for an example, if you want to be a millionaire and you are doing all this work from a vibrational standpoint and so forth, well, the universe is going to attract people, circumstances, situations, and and, yeah, those things to help you get to that point. It's going to help you. You have to work on yourself and heal certain things so you can raise that vibration up higher to attract that in your life. And then my third book, my most recent, came out in May. 
2022, and that is decoding the matrix. It's all about the conditioning of the mind. What is the matrix? How does that play a role on ourselves upbringing? How does it play a role on humanity? What are the submatrixes? What's your potential? We hear this word term so much, and I broke it down to be very simplistic from, from a quantum physics standpoint to a neuroscience and also even a spiritual aspect to what really is our potential? How can we achieve it? And through that process, how can we accelerate our what is spiritual awakening? And then what's the process people go through when that happens? And how can we either get you on that path or accelerate you on the path you already are? Yeah. So that was my last book that I've written. And have you got plans for more? Oh, yeah. I plan on writing 30 books in my life, at least. Don't ask me why 30 books came up. It's just a number that showed up one day and I'm like, okay, 30 books, that sounds interesting. But it's one of the things where I have a calling potentially for another one already. It may happen this fall, it may happen this winter. I don't really figure these things out. They come to me. Uh, it's a lot of my teachings where I attract things to me. So Decoding the Matrix, never thought of that title, never even thought about writing that book. But it was last year in November. All of a sudden, it was like an inclination. Like, you got to start writing a book again. I get this feeling. It's an urge. I can't ignore it. It just keeps pressing in. And I'm like, I don't... I how am I going to write a book? I'm literally moving out of state. I'm closing a business down and my wife's pregnant at the time, but I'm getting this urge. I have to write a book, go figure. And then three months later, I told my wife, I'm like, I need to write this book. I have to get it out. I, it's just, it won't let go. I have to get this out. I'm going to, I'm going to have like anxiety if I don't do this. And she's like, I know when you have, that means you have to, that's time to do the work. And literally within what was it? Less than 24 hours of work. That doesn't mean I didn't write the book in 24 hours. It was 24 hours, less than 24 hours of actually doing the book, which was like six weeks. Book was written and then it got, you know, and so forth. Well, staying with books, is there a book that has really moved you in any way? Yeah, one of the most pivotal books I've had, because I wanted to understand, again, coming from the chiropractic world, the founder talked about tone. And tone, if you look at it in today's world, at least in the energy world, we talk about tone being vibration, frequency. And I don't know if that's what he said. He never used any other word except tone. And I was like, man, if everything's vibration, how can we, how can I like know this? And so there's a book called Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins. He does not use the term vibration or frequency. He calls it consciousness levels. But in his studies over 25, 30 years, he looked at every fabric of life and evaluated it on what level of consciousness is it at. He used a modality or a tool called, which is applied kinesiology, which is basically just muscle testing. For those who don't know what that is, that's just when you have your arm out, you can test a muscle. Usually it's the anterior deltoid, or you can use the deltoid itself, your shoulder muscle. And if something is not true or not congruent, your body, the muscle will actually go weak. And if it is true, your muscle or the body will go, will become stronger. So he evaluated all this out and he broke it down to religions, to music, to emotions, to you name it. And for me at the time, it was the blueprint to understanding life in the essence of vibration. And I was just, and again, he doesn't use vibration, he uses consciousness levels. I want to be very clear with that. I want to mess up his work. I took that term and said, that means to me vibration. And from there, it was able to break down all the fabric of everything. And it helped me in, in monumental ways from emotions, what to focus on, to even looking at what religions that I wanted to maybe study I, or what music I want to listen to, right? Different, different music has different vibrations. We, they, what's cool about that is, let's say like rock or rap music is a very low vibrational music, not bashing it. It's just what it is. If you have fear in your body, blood will go to the muscles, and goes away from the organs. They've done studies now. They say that if you're going to work out, listen to heavy metal or rap because the, the blood goes to the muscles 
more than anything. That's a state of fear. That's a low vibration and survival state. And I was like, how cool is that? Now, this is me being a kid nerding out and geeking in this way. This is how my mind works. I love seeing this stuff because you see a pattern here and then it happens over here. You're like, that's cool. Those are two different worlds talking about two different things, but yet they're talking about the same thing in a different way. So anyway, but yeah, that's the book it has transformed my life. I always recommend everyone who's when you hear vibration or consciousness or these kind of things, that's the book to go to. That's the starting point to really understand the, the elements of all that. And so if people want to find out more about you, Vic, where's the best places to look? Yeah, my website is my main hub. So my business side, where I work on mindset and so forth, that's empoweryourreality.com. I offer things as a one-on-one free coaching sessions there. I have my podcast there, free resources. I do a free book on visualization on there. And then at the bottom left, you can find me on all my social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and uh LinkedIn. And then my other one on health is healthbydrvic.com. I have a free ebook on there about fasting. I'm really big into fasting, many different principles of it. So you can learn the basic science of it there. You can just go click on it. It shows up right on the main page and you can download it and start to see the power of how eating less actually helps us live longer. Well, and finally, is there a quote that resonates with you? Yes. Lao Tzu is the founder of Taoism. And he there's a lot of things, a lot of quotes he's said that I love. But one of them that has really helped me in my life and made a big change is mastering others is strength, but mastering yourself is true power. And that quote, it means a lot to me because growing up, I tried to master others. And yeah, I had a lot of strength with that. It helped me, you know, that's what we try to figure out. How do we can not to control, but influence people in a certain way to get them to do certain things and all this other stuff. And it was great. It makes a very strong mind. You're studying a lot, knowledge, all that great stuff. But then I was like, but I want true power. I'm tired of the whole strength. True power is endless. It's infinite. And that's where I share. If you can master yourself and mastering yourself means so many things. Uh, We can do a whole podcast just on that. But mastering yourself is being able to control what vibrational frequency you want to be in to manifest the life you want to have. It's controlling your reactions so that you only react and give energy to what you want to be able to calm the storm within you because we all have a storm within us. When we can do that, we actually harness and master life in, in at least a human life in that way, because now no one can disturb your peace no matter what shows up. You have true essence. You're standing in your true power and you're not giving it away to anybody. Vic, it's been a delight. So thank you for the last 45 minutes. And it's been, yeah, it's been really interesting. Your whole journey and some of the the things you've been doing. So thank you. Oh, thanks for having me on. This was a blast. Next week is episode 87 with Paul Sorter. He's a registered dietitian and sustainable weight loss expert and Since 2013, he's personally coached over 1,500 women to lose more than 20 pounds and keep it off without feeling like they're dieting. And he's done this by taking an inside-out approach that focuses on cultivating cultivating feelings of self-love and self-worth from day one. So we're going to dig into how he goes about that and his very different approach to weight loss. So that's next week, episode 87 with Paul Sauter. If you know anyone who would enjoy this episode from Dr. Vic Manzo, please do share the episode with them and hope you have a fantastic week. Thanks for tuning into the Habits and Health Podcast, where we believe creating healthy habits should be easy. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. 
You can also sign up for email updates and learn about coaching and workshop opportunities at TonyWinyard.com. See you next time on the Habits and Health Podcast.